Bravo Sierra in the martial arts. At what point do we start putting these people in jail? Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Hello Arts and Podcast welcome to the martial with, arts Phil podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of philelmore.com and themartialist.net. I am the aforementioned Phil Elmore, your host. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the opening. <coughs> Excuse me. So, let me share a story with you. It's a story that points to a bigger problem in the martial arts. That bigger problem is that the martial arts field is full of lunatics who should probably all be in jail. And there's a weird sort of fuzzy line between functioning adult who is just a loon and guy who should probably be arrested. And I'm not, that line seems to be shifting. Um, before I tell you my story, let me back up a little bit. There was a guy who attacked a McDonald's with a hatchet. And I mean physically the McDonald's. And I forget the guy's name. I covered it on the Surviving the News News and Commentary podcast. This guy was carrying a hatchet in his backpack, which right away, red flag. Just like Kai the Hitchhiker with his hatchet in his, his backpack. People carrying around hatchets in their backpacks... It's not there for quick and ready self-defense access, because it's in a backpack. It's there for when they go on murder sprees, after the fact. So, giant red flag. This guy is in a McDonald's, and he gets into a fight with some other dudes, apparently over whether or not he was chatting up a woman. And at some point, two or three of them are punching him, and he's literally leaning on one of the trash things that holds the trays, just like this, like, hmm, Mondays, am I right? While they're punching him in the head. He's literally just like, ugh, the day I've had, as they're actively punching him in the head. Then, when they get tired of that and they return to their booths, he takes his backpack and he goes rummaging through it, he's in no hurry, and pulls out a hatchet. Then he starts rampaging through the McDonald's, smashing things on tables, shattering a glass wall, it looks to me like the hatchet never actually comes out of the sheath, so he's really just using it as a blunt instrument. But the people now watching him are very aware that he has an axe. And uh, I think he goes over and he punches a guy in the head a few times, one of the guys that was hitting him. There's a lot of in ineffective head punching going on here. A lot of people who don't seem particularly phased by the fact that they've just been repeatedly struck in the head. And then eventually he takes a bike, which I'm going to hope was his, and leaves. The bike was in there because New York. And so Axe Guy is immediately let out on no bail because in New York we have, this is clown world when it comes to our justice system. You can be a violent criminal. You know, the, one of the guys running for governor, Lee Zeldin, was attacked by a guy who tried to murder him with a little black cat keychain thing, which probably really hard to murder someone with one of those. You've, you've chosen a high level of difficulty when you try to carry out your assassination with a black cat keychain. Essentially pointy brass knuckles with just two points. But <laughs> he was immediately let out on no bail after attacking a candidate for governor, a would-be political assassin. So <clears throat> Axe Guy is immediately let out. And he gives an interview. He's not wearing a shirt. He's cradling some groceries that he's apparently just bought at a bodega. And uh, he says, look, you know, I'm not crazy. I, there's a reason why I carry the hatchet. And, you know, he explains his side of the story. It pretty much meshes with what we see in the video. So <laughs> that guy is just this side of functional. He's just a little bit too crazy to be out and free. 
And there's a whole lot of people in the martial arts world who answer exactly to that same description. Uh, this morning, while I'm at my desk, I get a message from none other than Ron Collins sharing with me a video he's just made. The video was shocking because in the video, Ron is wearing safety glasses and he's clearly on a factory floor where he's apparently gainfully employed for the first time in 20 years or possibly for the second time because this is the second halfway house he's been in since getting out of prison on federal firearms convictions. Uh, and I believe a condition of living in a halfway house is that they, they hook you up with a job. It's kind of mandatory, I think. I don't know. I, my, uh, my experience with halfway houses is limited, but I believe that's how it works. I mean, I've seen Shawshank Redemption. Uh, so anyway, I was shocked that Ron has a job, but he very clearly wanted me to know about this video. And he's been posting documents from, from he's trying to overturn his conviction, his felony convictions. Uh, and if you've not listened to any of the other podcasts where I talked about Ron Collins, Ron Collins was a, a martial arts figure since the late 90s on internet forums. He, he would make a lot of claims about how he started training in the martial arts as a toddler, um, how he had all these black belts. It was all nonsense. He was, he was just lying. Um, Ron has never been able to establish any kind of real training. Uh, he, uh, he would pop up and then disappear for a while. He was in the army for a while. He served, uh, you know, support capacity in, in uh, Korea. And then uh, he got involved in the legal system for a variety of reasons. A number of cases which he's all conflated together as all part of the same overarching conspiracy. The reason you may have heard of Ron is because a couple of years, well, quite a few years back now, he took a backyard fight with street beefs with uh, Mike, Icy Mike, air quotes, Pacesco, who goes by Hard to Hurt on YouTube and has a, a viral, fairly successful YouTube channel now. Um, Mike took that fight after Ron posted on MixedMartialArts.com on their forums because Ron was trying to drum up support for his menacing of Don Rowley, another of the people who's on Ron's extensive enemies list. Over the years, Ron has accumulated numerous people he considers his enemies. They are all martial arts figures who essentially said, I don't believe your claims. So Don Rowley, who's a Bujinkan guy, uh, has called out Ron for his fake ninjutsu style more than once over the years. Ron shows up at a seminar that Don Rowley was giving in Kentucky that Don deliberately put accessible to where he knew Ron would be for a specific event. Ron shows up. They confront each other. Ron doesn't fight Rowley, even though Rowley goes out on the mats and says, come on out here, let's spar. Um, I don't think it would have been a, I don't think it would have been a, a, sorry, that was a little Mario from Nintendo. I don't think it would have been a friendly sparring match. I think uh, it would have gotten ugly. Um, heaven knows what it would have looked like. So Ron leaves and posts a video of the confrontation, thinking somehow that it will make him look good. Instead, he becomes a laughingstock on the internet because he didn't show up to support his own fight challenge. He shows up and Rowley backed him down and humiliated him. The humiliation was too much. Ron then drove to Florida to confront Baron Shepard, a, a judo instructor down there, uh, who was another guy he doesn't like. Uh, Baron laughed in, in his face, laughed him out of the room. Uh, then Ron drove to Colorado while making threats to Don Rowley the whole time and, and saying, well, I, I'm just speaking hypothetically. You know, when, when, you, when you start speaking hypothetically about burning somebody's house down or murdering them in front of their children, I don't think it's terribly hypothetical. So he goes to Colorado. His car breaks down. He never makes it to Rowley's house. 
some people online gather together their money, get him a train ticket out of there just to get him home so that this doesn't go anywhere else. And all of these experiences over the course of like a year or so, I think most of this happened in a summer, it's too much for Ron. He goes out and he buys a gun because he wants to prove, well, okay, I, I got humiliated. I never threw a, in the street beast fight, he never threw a punch. He lost that badly. It showed that he had very little training. Um, you know, getting back down by Roley, getting beat up, you know, punched twice by Mike Pesesco, um, it was too much. And he finally goes out and buys a gun. Well, the, the hitch here is that Ron had been convicted, well, not convicted, committed to a mental institution against his will for evaluation. He had been found incompetent to stand trial in one of his legal issues. So on the federal forum, he answered no to the question, have you ever been committed to a mental institution? That forum has that question on there. Uh, and as a result, he was, after he started posting videos of himself with the gun and the receipt and target shooting and stuff, making it very clear that he had the gun, um, multiple people called the ATF and said, hey, this guy's been in a mental hospital and he now has a gun. So they arrested him. He had a trial. They convicted him of lying. Uh, and they sent him to prison, not for about two years, which is probably what you would normally get for that crime, but for a total of 60 months, six zero months, the sentence was enhanced because he attacked his own lawyer at some point in the run-up to his trial. I don't know what that attack constituted. I believe I've seen Ron refer to it as slapping his lawyer or something like that. So anyway, physical contact with the lawyer was made. And that was enough for the court to switch out his lawyer and enhance his sentence because courts take a very dim view of you attacking their officers. Well, it's now five years later since that whole process began. Ron is now out and has been posting a few videos online. He started yet another YouTube channel, and one of those he made sure to send me because he wanted me to know that he was posting legal documents in his case at MixedMartialArts.com and their other ground forums. And uh, the, the forums are pictures that look like they were taken with an actual potato. If you can read any of the stuff that's on there, more power to you. The forums prove nothing. I'm pretty sure he's posted his own social security number multiple times online now. This is the level of insight we're dealing with and nothing will come of it i will tell you right now what will happen ron is going to he, he has tried to overturn his conviction after the fact he's filed some sort of a motion to overturn his conviction the magistrate judge has ruled uh or given recommendations i'm not exactly sure how this process works but the recommendations are no he loses what's going to happen next is the judge in the case is going to rule no he loses he may try to I don't know if you can appeal this sort of thing. I don't even know how this works. I'm not a lawyer. But anywhere he tries to take this, it will go nowhere, and they'll say, no, you lose. So Ron will stay a felon because he's been a felon for the last four years, five years, whatever it's been. I guess it was one year leading up to the trial, so that was time served in jail and such, and then a total of four years, give or take, in federal prisons, two different ones. And, of course, he's full of stories about the, the many fights he had in, in federal prison. I'm sure it's like Oz, the way he told it. The reality is that Ron was in minimum security prisons uh, because they knew he'd get eaten alive in a more hardcore environment. Um, and that's good. That's merciful on the part of our justice system. Because Ron, while he's many things, does not deserve to be in Oz. Like, nobody deserves that, really. But, well, no, there are some people. Okay, there are some bad criminals who deserve to be in places like that. Ron... I don't think he deserves that. If anything, he deserves to be in a mental institution where he can get the help that he needs. 
But anyway, I, I bring all this up because he wanted to make sure that I knew about that. So I figured I'd mention it on the podcast. And Ron has even, there's even some talk that he may go on some podcasts that are, are hosted by folks at that forum. So I will listen with interest when that happens. Ron, though, is kind of ancillary to the story I wanted to tell. This is clearly a guy who, while he claims to be a martial artist, really isn't. So he, I don't, he doesn't really fit into the category of what I want to cover which is martial artists who are just this side of the functionality line, just this side of dysfunctional, and in need probably of being arrested for their own good. Uh, and, and for that, I give you a fellow who I will call Bravo Sierra, or BS. <laughs> That's not his actual name. He goes by a pseudonym online, but Bravo Sierra was recommended to me by some, some other friends who were like, hey, this guy could use some help. He's got some questions about a trade show he's about to attend. I'm not sure why they thought of me I mean, I do some work in marketing, and I do have a successful online shop, so I was happy to help to the extent that I could. So I talked to the guy. I gave him whatever advice I could. He seemed nice enough, but I had reservations because I had seen him post before on threads belonging to other people, and all he ever did was talk trash. Like, I'd never seen him say anything positive about anyone in any circumstance for any reason. So that gave me a little bit of pause. But uh, then I was posting on Instagram, and I posted about a guy <coughs> who was trying to trash talk Scott Babb of Libre Fighting. And I mentioned that, no, I will not allow that. I like Scott, and you're not going to trash talk him on one of my threads. And this guy, Bravo Sierra, we'll call him, pops up and has nothing but terrible things to say about Scott Babb. And I'm like, okay, I'm talking about a friend of mine, and you are now trying to start crap with that friend. That's not going to do. So I, I think I removed that that uh, comment and just kind of let it go. Uh, and, you know, this guy has baggage reasons for having issues with Scott Babb that have nothing to do with Scott. Scott's a decent guy. And uh, he didn't do anything to this dude. This dude just has issues. So sometime later, after, again, seeing this guy march around the Internet, you know, making all kinds of challenges to various people, uh he posted, I, I posted about a knife designed by an instructor of some renown that I like. And this guy, I, he sends me a private message. You tell him that I'll meet him anytime, anywhere. And I'm like, what? So I wrote back, literally, question mark? And I hadn't seen his comment on my post yet. He had gone on to yet another of my posts and tried to start beef with one of my friends. Being in, extremely insulting in a way that did not jibe with what I know of this instructor. It just doesn't sound like him at all. Come to find out, because people started contacting me, like I, I posted a video about this experience. I, I got mad and I sent him, I sent Bravo Sierra a video message that said, hey, stop starting things with people on my friends list. I'm not obligated to help you pursue your personal grudges and it's rude, you're being rude. Now, I'd like to think most of you listening to this, if I sent you a message like that, you'd probably want to talk about it. You'd probably want to go, uh, I'm sorry if I did something that offended you. Maybe you'd want to evaluate your own behavior. Most of us would at least be given pause long enough to stop and look at what we were doing. Not this guy. No, this guy immediately called me a crybaby for telling him that he was being rude, then blocked me so I couldn't respond to the conversation because that's just how brave he is. So come to find out, because I, I posted a video about this experience, multiple people, like at least half a dozen people, and it's more since, 
started contacting me about their own negative experiences with this Bravo Sierra character. And the story they told was an alarming one. Because Bravo Sierra has apparently marched around the internet challenging like a good 10 instructors. Like if, uh, this guy says, oh, he challenged me. And another guy says, oh, he challenged me. I hear from another guy, he challenged this dude and this dude that I don't know, but I've heard their names. Um, he's just, he goes around challenging people constantly to fight him or, or has some weird imaginary problem with them. And you know what all of those people have in common? They have no idea who he is. The most common response was, who is this guy? What is his problem? He's a lunatic. And everything makes more sense when you realize that there's a lot of untreated mental illness out there. This guy who walks around pretending to be a martial artist and, and pretending to be the world's baddest of badasses is just crazy. And somebody needs to throw a net over him and put him in jail or a mental institution for his own good. Now I'm going to read to you some of the posts from Bravo Sierra's Facebook page. Uh, and I now you're not going to be able to find him under the name Bravo Sierra, so I've protected his anonymity here. But And I quote, Public service announcement. If you didn't get the memo, I'm not that guy. I'm closer to the Stone Age than I am to civilization. I've already been hurt, beat down, and crushed by better, angrier, and more skilled. However, I'm no easy meat. I have friends who would back me with everything that they have, and I know who my enemies and the snakes are. Uh, apparently everybody. Um, so some lines are being drawn. I've been really nice and cool about a lot of things. Uh, spoiler alert, no, he has not. Uh, after today, I'm going to clear some air and deal with some BS. I'm censoring myself. Time to take the garbage out. And as for me... Plans within plans within plans. Time for some focus to be shifted. The only thing that's missing is uh, uh, a picture of the dude from Peaky Blinders with, with that quote over it. Uh, let's see. Let's go further down here. Um, there was more. When I looked at this before, there was some more really funny stuff. Uh, come on, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I should have flagged this before. But, you know, you, clearly you can tell. We're not dealing with a guy who who has a lot of sanity to go around. Um, that, was, that post was a gem. I thought there was at least one other one where he was talking about what a tremendous warrior he was. Um, and it was very funny. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, here's a boring post. I know this is thrilling, thrilling radio uh, in terms of me scrolling through somebody's timeline looking for another example of them being stupid. Um, no, not seeing it, not seeing it. That's unfortunate. There was at least one other thing here about you know how he had been been through the ringer and, and a friend of mine told me that he had actual military service behind him and at this point I don't care if this guy personally drags Saddam Hussein from his spider hole that doesn't give you license to just march around the internet challenging everybody and 
and and basically threatening and trying to get into uh, like duels with people who don't even know who you are, who have no legitimate idea who you are. Um, that is not sane behavior. That is not to behave. It's not sustainable behavior. You know, there's a reason that those people who claim that when the when the S H's the F that they're going to just run around victimizing everybody else. You know, like, oh, I've got weapons, and therefore, if you've got supplies, I've got supplies. I, I've never understood why people think that's a sustainable uh, model for long-term survival. Because the second it gets out that that's what you're thinking, especially when you announce it ahead of time, everybody else, the first thing they're going to do will just be to drop you to end the threat that you represent. Um, I've never understood people. Uh, here's a good one. I am not a reflection of your insecurities, so swallow your venomous opinions of my life. I've devoured demons greater than you. I've slept with the spirits of regret, befriended pain, and made heartache my lover. So come, creep into my soul, and see if you can survive the night. Wow, that's, uh, that is some dramatic stuff. That is, uh, yeah, again, we're, we're dealing with a really sane, stable person here. Um, and it's I think it's worth underscoring that not a single person who's ever talked to me about him after I mentioned this interaction, not a single person has said anything positive. Nobody has any had anything good to say. So and I don't want to make this whole podcast about him personally. He's just an example. This is a a great example, a great example of the type of of craziness that I'm talking about, the the type of just absolute nuttiness that, some people think they are so incredible, and they're not. Um, among other things, your personality sucks, and you're rude to everybody. And, you know, you can try to say, well, I'm just being brutally honest. But, no, at some point, brutal honesty just becomes a lack of manners. Like, if you're not capable of getting along with anyone, um, what is wrong with you? Uh, and that's what I think a lot of crazy people have in common, is that they are not able to get along with everybody. I've mentioned before a couple of guys that I know from years ago uh, that considered themselves God's gift to self-defense. The one guy, to this day, has this creepy online cult where if you get, you can become fully fledged in his online cult and then you get a cult nickname that you can proudly have, you know. So, uh, just like, just I, I compared this to the the Owen Benjamin Bear Club, where you know when you get a name from Owen Benjamin, and then you have a bear nickname. So you know, I would be, I don't know, Author Bear or something like that. Um, it's all very creepy, but but yeah. So so these two guys from years ago, uh, they are their defining characteristic is one: they pretend to be martial arts guys or self defense guys or whatever, and two, their defining characteristic is. They can't get along with anyone. Uh, the, the, these two guys fall out with every single person they interact with except for each other for whatever reason. Um, so when you've got people who simply cannot get along with another human being and who fall out with absolutely everyone they know, there's a problem. And I, I had to give that some serious thought because I've had a number of friends that have gone by the wayside. These two guys among them. And I had to stop and ask myself, I'm like, am I the common denominator here? It's not, you know, it's Principal Skinner. You know, if, am I wrong? No, it is all the children who are wrong, or however the meme goes. Uh, I had to stop and ask myself, like, like, what am I doing 
that I've lost friends. And the thing I'm doing is being consistent to principles that I've held for the last several decades. Um, you know, nothing has changed. I haven't changed. And maybe that's the problem. Um, but so I look at the friends I've lost and either they changed or something changed for them or some externality changed and we just became incompatible. And that's a shame. It probably points to me being too quick to attach myself to people who are not capable of offering me the same respect that I offer them in acknowledging that they are their own people and, you know, acknowledging our differences. But when you've got somebody who has vicious, angry falling out, fallings out with literally everyone that person has ever known, that indicates a personality problem, a personality disorder, if you will. And there are so many martial arts guys like this who you just know eventually they will be on the outs with each other. Um, it brings to mind immediately how uh, Rich Dimitri and Sammy Franco have been on-again, off-again friends. And mostly that's because I think Sammy Franco is probably the sort of person that it's impossible to get along with. Um, he just kind of has that personality, in my opinion. Um, so if you have a guy who claims to be a martial arts guy who's all about self-defense, but he can't hold on to a single adult relationship that doesn't turn sour and become an open war, there's a problem. And when you've got a guy who is challenging multiple instructors who have no idea who he is, that is a, a higher magnitude, an exponentially higher magnitude of problem. This is a person who should probably be institutionalized. And there are so many of him. And that's my point. There are so many of these delusional weirdos in the martial arts. They are dysfunctional. And you're like, well, what is it about martial arts and self-defense that causes this in people? And it's not, it's not a cause and effect type of situation. Uh, at one time, it was believed that Dungeons and Dragons was separating children from reality, and they were becoming warped and losing their grip on reality. Kind of quaint now to think that a pen and paper role-playing game could do that compared to the many and varied ways that, that kids can become obsessed with something today. But it, it was never that Dungeons and Dragons was separating your kid from reality. It was always that the kids who were predisposed to becoming separated from reality were drawn to fantasies. And so instead of engaging in those fantasies in a healthy manner, they engaged in an obsessive manner. By the same token, it's not that the martial arts or self-defense itself encourages people to become dysfunctional and uh, just miserable to the people around them. It's that dysfunctional, miserable people are drawn to the power fantasies of martial arts. Which is why there are so many people, you know, the Ron Collinses of the world out there pretending at martial arts because they think it makes them feel special. And then when they, when they finally get outed for not being who they claim to be, everything comes crashing down and it's a problem. And then these people have to periodically reinvent themselves. And it's why somebody like this Bravo Sierra character runs around the internet challenging people who have no idea who he even is and seems to have deep personal anger for all of these people, most of whom are like, what? Well, this is, this is that problem manifest. This is that personality type being drawn to the power fantasies of the martial arts and trying desperately to hold on to it because it's literally all he's got going for him. So as you approach your own studies, think about three things. One, evaluate how you make friends. 
and and ask yourself, am I am I too quickly becoming friends with people who maybe are not affording me the same respect and who might manifest some of these problems down the road? That's a challenge I've had to deal with. Second, look around you and go, you know, just how many of the people that I see on a regular basis online, because we all have these extended networks online, how many of them display some of these red flag warning signs of having personality types that might lead them to ruin and might endanger the people around them? And third, remember not to take yourself too seriously, because I think a big root of a lot of these problems are these people posting, you know, these emo posts like I've just read to you, taking yourself so very seriously. It's like, oh my God, you are so humorless. If you can learn to look at yourself and laugh, if you can learn to approach this with a spirit of joy, because life should be joyful, you'd be much better off. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that topic. I hope you've enjoyed this. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. I have been the aforementioned Phil Elmore. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.